This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Happy Wednesday. Time for a full-length interview. Adam Connor here with To Dare is Human, a podcast all about the dare, the conscious choice to step away from a conventional or otherwise normal life path and make a leap of faith into your dreams. Every week, I sit down with someone who has made the dare in their own lives to talk about the risks going in, the ups and downs during, and ultimately the benefits received through the process. Through this year, we've had some incredible stories of those making their dares into the arts, sports, entertainment, and today is no different. First off, if you like what you're hearing from this show, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen, and if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, leave me a rating and review. would love to hear your thoughts. Today, I'm sitting down with A.J. Harbinger, CEO of The Art of Charm. It's not only a top lifestyle podcast out there and has for many years, but has also become one of the top businesses to stem from a podcast. A.J., along with his brother Jordan, a co-founder, documented their stories and lessons about how to create, develop, and maintain top business and personal relationships. And today, the podcast is listened to all over the world and... They also carry a healthy business coaching people on the topic of relationships from A to Z and the elements that make them successful. AJ, though, wasn't always the relationship and advice guru you might think. In fact, the podcast in and of itself was just something that he started for fun. His real life, most of the time, was spent in the lab working towards a PhD in cancer biology from the University of Michigan. He had planned for himself the life that so many others do when it comes to education, higher learning, and ultimately finding a rewarding and lucrative career, being a doctor. But over time, the success of the podcast, the resulting business, and the call to become an entrepreneur proved too much to handle. And thus, AJ made his dare from medicine to matchmaking. I think you're going to find this interview interesting, not only for the story of the dare that was made from the lab to this show but also for the underlying path not taken that so many others do when faced with a conventional or less risky life path juxtaposed with a dream. You hear stories every day of folks becoming doctors and lawyers and salespeople because it's a safe life. It's a steady rate of pay, and a lot of people are just fine with that. I know the first time that I came to a crossroads where a dare was possible, I didn't do it. I took the more secure bet. And I'm sure that you've had that situation as well, where the risks and the perceived odds pile up, and instead, you decide to just keep on the path you've been on for so long. This is a story to show you that a diversion is possible. And with the wild success that the Art of Charm has brought over the last couple of years, it proves that making the dare can not only be more exciting as well as scarier, but ultimately more rewarding. Before I go, as I actually wrap up this episode during the interview, I'll note that this was done on Instagram Live, and I do these interviews from time to time, so keep following me across social media, and I'll announce when I'm doing them. You'll be able to catch these interviews live and see how I put these things together from A to Z. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story of a dare into dating, disarming, desire, and a dropped doctorate all in detail. This is the CEO of The Art of Charm, A.J. Harbinger. 
All right, so I am here today with AJ Harbinger, co-founder of The Art of Charm. Now, folks, if, if you don't listen to podcasts, first of all, you should start listening to them. I don't know how you're watching me and not listening to them, but you also need to be listening to The Art of Charm. These guys uh, have been in the business forever, as far as podcasts are concerned, and are now uh, one of the top podcasts in general out there, as as well as one of the top businesses that uh, is rooted in iTunes and media like this. And uh, AJ, along with uh, Jordan Harbinger uh, and and their other partners, are putting together some great stuff every day uh, that they are releasing almost every day that they're releasing um, to to their listeners all over the world uh, to the tune of millions and millions of listens every month. And uh, at this point, looks like almost like 800. I think it might be more than 800. I can't get an exact count, like what the total number is, because I think you have two different counts going. But that's a lot of stuff. How are you doing that? How are you doing so much? I mean, it's crazy. It seems wild. Well, you know, we started 10 years ago just as a podcast and it was a once a week thing and it was a labor of love. And as the podcast started to grow, we were able to put more and more attention to it. And, and now we release about four shows a week and we do live in-person training programs here in Los Angeles where I, I help people overcome their social anxiety and build stronger connections with people, communicate more effectively. So we've built out a team that definitely helps and supports us in our, in our mission. But the podcast has been the rocket fuel for the company for sure. And the podcast being the basis of all of it, first of all, I love that. That's um, that's what I've uh, attempted to do here over the past year. But the point uh, at which you transitioned from just a podcast that you were doing to a fuller movement uh, was rooted and it had to root itself in a dive into it full out away from other things that you were doing. The point of uh, this show, of course, as listeners know, is to document those jumps into passions away from more conventional life paths. Right. And I know that in your case, uh, this resulted in a move across the country and, and a move completely away from what you had been planning to do. Is that right? Absolutely. So the podcast started as a hobby. I was in graduate school working on a cancer biology PhD in Michigan. And Jordan was just finishing up law school and we were both sort of struggling socially to meet and connect with people and our dating lives were suffering. So we started the podcast about 10 years ago now, uh, originally just having conversations, a guy talk about how to be better with women. And then we started interviewing people more successful than us and realized that a lot of the skills that we were seeking for with women translated across all areas of your life in terms of building confidence and overcoming that social anxiety. Uh, which, you know, we can feel in a networking event and we can feel while we're out on the street or we can feel when we're trying to go on a date. So uh, the focus then of the show sort of transitioned into social skills. And at that point, we started getting a lot of our listeners asking us, hey, we'd love some coaching from you guys. You seem like you have it together. So they actually were the genesis of the business. Our fans of the show reaching out to us, asking us for coaching led to us to start offering some coaching. Originally, it was just phone coaching. Uh, again, Jordan was working on becoming that lawyer and I wanted to become a doctor. So uh, that was, you know, the forefront of our brain. And essentially, when Jordan moved to New York, he realized that uh, his law job was not essentially what he thought it was going to be. And uh, at that point, he had an opportunity to jump. And when he jumped and said, hey, I want to start this company. Are you in? I decided to leave graduate school and pursue the company full time. So, you know, we had probably like a handful of clients that we were working with on a weekly basis through phone coaching that we really enjoyed working with. They were getting a lot of great results. And Jordan realized that, hey, there was a bigger market for these skills. So uh, with his blessing, we, we joined forces together with Johnny and uh, we've built an amazing 
uh, company in terms of the podcast as well as the coaching program and a platform for people to overcome something that I think, you know, isn't really taught in schools, how to overcome that shyness, that introversion. So I've got to ask, because it sounds like at the beginning here, you yourself uh, were experiencing some of the issues that you then created a movement and, and a podcast and a business around helping people overcome. But I'm sure at the beginning, and the reason why I'm asking this is because whenever I see it, I'll see it on whatever, YouTube or a podcast, uh, tackling a certain issue, it tends to be somebody who's like a guru in the space. It sounds like from what you've defined that you did not consider yourself a guru in, in whatever space. How did you build credibility up from somebody who had felt uh, that same social anxieties that the people that you eventually helped turned to you for for guidance on. Well, the great part about a podcast is, you know, it creates a platform to claim that you're a guru, but also it creates a platform for you to document your journey. And Jordan and I were thirsty for knowledge and, and we wanted to get better in this. So in our pursuit of this knowledge of how to overcome some anxiety, be better talking to people, be more comfortable in our own skin, uh, we would ask these great questions of our guests. And over time, we started to assimilate a lot of these skills we were learning on the podcast. And that's when our audience started to take notice. So, you know, I think, unfortunately, now podcasts have gotten so big, a lot of people look at them as a way to generate business. And that's the focus. But we were fortunate in the very beginning that we just wanted to have some fun with it and put ourselves out there and be more vulnerable. And I think that's what really ultimately allowed us to connect with our audience in a more real way. And they follow that journey with us. And, you know, it's funny, I have uh, 10 gentlemen here this week working with us on a boot camp. And we were talking about some of the earlier episodes of the podcast. You know, these were recorded 10 years ago when Jordan and I were in our 20s. We're now in our 30s. And uh, that's what really resonated with them. Just our fact that we were willing to be so honest about our struggles and open about what we wanted to work on was refreshing. And they followed us along in this journey. And now that we've become more successful, we've wanted to impart that knowledge and wisdom that we were able to assimilate from our guests in a way that you can learn in an instructional way, as well as an application way. I feel like a lot of even corporate training that I've done, uh, there's a lot of taking notes, there's a lot of passive listening, but uh, we've really tried to structure a program here that is all about activity, taking action, and then looking at those results and getting feedback from your coaches. So I, it's a great point what you bring up about podcasting. I feel like there's a million of them today. There might statistically be more. And, uh, and, and so as a platform for business, sure. As somebody who, who is also using this, at least in this first year, to help document stories of people making what I would call a dare point of the show as part of my like jump back into presentation uh, as a platform uh, is really, really interesting. Uh, I'm interested uh, as a sort of back end to that, you had the podcast going, something that you just did for fun, as you said, 10 years ago in your 20s. But at a certain point, there came the moment when like, okay, this has got to go and it's got to go now. And we got to leave everything behind to do it. And we just got to, if we don't do it now, either we're never going to do it or there was just some burning opportunity. Take me through that moment of like having to weigh up like, oh my God, doctors make a lot of money. Like that could be a pretty secure path. Jordan wants to do this thing. It's it's successful, but like, do I want to? I mean, you said you needed his blessing. You must have been rather confident in what was going to happen there, but there had to be a little bit of uncertainty as to that whole process. Oh, absolutely. And I think you know, for both of us, we had in our mind this idea of a career path that our families had instilled in us: education, and and our families really were just blue collar families that didn't really have more than a college degree, so it was really important that we get an education. And once we got that education, we pursued graduate school. We started to realize that this career path that would make our families happy, would make our parents proud, ultimately wasn't a career path that was going to fulfill us and make us happy. 
And I think, you know, it dawned on me in the lab and it dawned on Jordan on Wall Street and his law job that ultimately we were making an impact on people's lives. And there was an opportunity here to accelerate things that was so exciting that we would stay up all night. So that was the one thing that we would do. The second we were done in the lab, the second he was done at work, we'd go on the computer and we'd be emailing people, trying to get an interview, trying to get linked up, trying to get a guest post on their blog, doing all of that hustling to get our message out there. And sooner rather than later that switched and all of a sudden we were working more on the show than we were actually working in our real jobs and at that point we made the decision hey you know if this is something that wakes us up at night this is something that makes us excited about taking action maybe we should just throw ourselves into it and pursue it and you know we were fortunate enough in the beginning that we had a lot of support staff come on board and really help us in our journey some fans of the show people that we'd met along the way and with their support we were able to create this movement all around social skills and i think you know in the beginning obviously it was dating and i think there were a lot of people that found us through the dating realm but now the realization that these soft skills are really that next step to evolving everyone is graduating with a college degree everyone has a base level of experience it's the soft skills that set you apart and outside of some stuffy corporate training, there really isn't a great place to learn these soft skills that have impacted our lives so much. So that was really the core of the mission. And since then, you know, we've put more and more focus on getting this platform out to as many people. Next month, we're going to be launching a YouTube channel. So I think the message was always so strong that we just wanted to shout it from the mountaintops. And fortunately, it's allowed us an opportunity to create an amazing company, work with some amazing people, and ultimately satisfy all these clients that we've enjoyed uh, working with. So you had this incredible business foundation that that allowed you to at least personally feel uh, that you had enough of a, I guess, soft landing when you left the world uh, of the lab and when Jordan left the world of the law. But uh, how about uh, back at home? I mean, you said you did this to say so your family would be proud to, you know, of a doctor and a, and a lawyer and all that. I mean, how do they react to this at least initially? Oh, I mean, you know, even to this day, I have family members that have still never heard of a podcast. I think something like 30% of Americans listen to podcasts. So the idea of starting a podcast company, right? I, a podcast company is so foreign to most people, especially our parents' age, that they're like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't a career at all. This is a joke, right? You got to be kidding me. And what was so amazing was in the very beginning, we, we got very fortunate. We were uh, hosted on the front page of iTunes. And it really kind of hockey sticked our growth on the podcast. And at that point, the press started reaching out to us. And we had an opportunity to get a Sirius XM show with zero radio experience. And really, it was once we got on Sirius XM that our family started to realize like, hey, you know, there is some aptitude here. There is something here. Let's see where this goes. And we were very fortunate enough to be invited back to the University of Michigan, where we both went to school, both undergrad and graduate school, to give a talk to graduating seniors about some things we've learned as successful alumni. And I think that was really the star that our parents looked up to of like, wow, the University of Michigan respects what they've done so much. They've invited them back. I, I know in the beginning, they probably would have wished that they had invited us back to speak as doctors and lawyers. But <laughs> here we are as businessmen. Well, uh, regardless, I guess in their eyes, you made it. So congrats. That's amazing. So the serious thing, and I, obviously I, I knew that you had been picked up for a show there. I had assumed that there would have been some way that you had either reached out to them or it took some time, but it's sort of just, it, you're, it's the way it's explaining to me. It sounds like it happened almost immediately. You make, I don't know if it was new and noteworthy back then, but you made the front page of iTunes and then bam, just all of a sudden. I mean, what was that so like? 
so at that point, the audience grew to a substantial number. Where we were like, wow, there's really something here. And Jordan started leaning into some media outreach, trying to get more exposure for the podcast. And we were fortunate enough to be invited as guests on a very popular men's talk show on Sirius XM, Cavino and Rich. And, you know, they came, uh, invited us on the show to pick our brains, but also kind of to make fun of us a little bit about the advice we were giving men in the dating realm. And what ended up happening that was so interesting is one of their show producers was struggling socially and we offered to coach him and give him some help. And everyone on the show thought that there was no way that we could help this guy that we didn't know what we were talking about. And we actually did. We impacted his life in a way that people at SiriusXM in terms of the executive suite took notice. And that's when they start asking, wait, what's going on here? Who are these guys? And they offered us an opportunity to get an hour on Fridays to just answer some calls and give some advice. And the show grew into two hours. And uh, at that point, we really got the exposure in the New York press that really fueled the business to grow even further. So it was an incredible opportunity. We we definitely you know hustled, made connections, tried to get the show out there, but we also got lucky. We got a great break, and that platform was able to uh, propel us here to LA and really grow this company into more than just a podcast, but into a full-fledged uh, media company and coaching company. Now, I want to talk about that move across the country in a minute, but uh, I, I do have to ask, since this, this story seems, you know, on its face for folks who, who aren't aware of the show or you or anything behind the story, quite fairy tales. almost like, wow, okay, the, people started listening like crazy, and then we went to Sirius XM, and bam, we changed this guy's life, and all of a sudden, the execs want us, and wow, big business. But I want to talk for a second. You said hustling, and a lot of people talk about that, the hustle and grind of starting anything new. And basically, outside of all of that uh, spotlight, I mean, what, what were the other times like? Can you can you go through like some of the experiences that you had where it was like actually really tough to like keep churning out whether it was constant contact, whether it was like getting that interview guest that you knew was going to propel you like one level higher? Can you describe some of that? Because I think a lot of times when people hear these stories, uh, they don't they don't account for the downs that come with the ups. You know what I mean? Right. And and we love to laugh that we've made every mistake you could make, and we've we've hoped to have learned not to make the same mistake twice, but. In the beginning, it was just a lot of outreach. And in that outreach, you're going to hear a lot of no's. Who are you? What's this podcast? I have no interest. And even to this day, there are guests that turn us down, don't think we have a big enough audience, aren't interested in our message. So, you know, at first, it was just getting comfortable with the fact that people are going to tell you no. And it's going to happen a lot in the very beginning. But you got to keep putting yourself out there. The second thing that we learned was, you know, sometimes just because people want to help you, they aren't always a good fit for the company. So we did go through a lot of turmoil in terms of hiring, staffing, and a lot of turnover by making some mistakes and hiring the wrong people. So there was definitely bumps along the way. And the one thing that we've always said about this is the impact that we make on our clients fuels all of it. So the fact that you know six months to a year, years after the program, and I noticed there's even some of our alumni joining this uh, live right now, you know, we've impacted their life in a way that makes us excited to even push beyond that note, to go a step further because we believe there's something here now. And I think um, for most people starting out, uh, you know, there's the hustle, there's the passion, and everyone tries to focus on that. But it really is the hard work and making sure that you're disciplined doing it day in and day out. So it was the same thing every single day, whether we got the yes or got the no, we were doing the outreach, we were trying to get these guests, and then we were trying to promote the show. And we tried to promote the show in a variety of ways. One of the first ways we promoted it was some business cards on men's urinals. <laughs> you know, really? it, wasn't, it wasn't the most effective strategy, but it was one of those things that we tried. We did some 
banner ads inside bathrooms and restaurants and bars in LA and New York as well, trying to get some people more exposed to the podcast. That didn't really work. We've done TV advertising. So there's been a lot of failures. I think uh, more than anything, you realize that the failure is less important than the action and continuing to put out the message. And I think through all of that, we've had some amazing opportunities. We've had some negative opportunities, but the same thing has not changed from day one. We're going to keep sending those messages. We're going to keep trying to get people listening to the show. And that's one of the reasons we do outreach like this. We try to go on other shows. We try to share the message as big as possible. And that's why we've been able to host such amazing guests on our show as well. An amazing guest you have over the past 800 plus episodes. Uh, of course, I've been listening for a while and been able to hear uh, some of these fantastic stories that you've been able to get from all over the world. Um, before I jump into that movement from a podcast into a larger business, I'd love to hear from your perspective some of your favorite guests that have come on the show, say in the past year or 18 months that that we could go and click on right now after getting out of this live call. Well, so the, the last year or 18 months, uh, in terms of guests, they've continued to get bigger and bigger. So it's it's almost like hard now to think, you know, <laughs> you got to catch this one, you got to catch that sure. one. But uh, some of the, the ones that really jump out at me, the Shaquille O'Neal uh, episode, the latest Gary Vee episode was a great episode. And also we had a Roger Stone episode. And for a lot of our fans, you know, they don't really expect us to delve into politics and really get that perspective. But in the realm of influence and his expertise and the influence in politics, it was a really amazing conversation that was had. And a lot of our fans were thinking about skipping over it, but they actually tuned in and got a lot out of it. So those are the ones that really jump out to me in the last 18 months is must listen. As always, we launch toolbox episodes uh, where we delve into the social skills that we talk about in our course here. So for those of you listening, watching that were interested in that social anxiety, how do you overcome that? How do you put yourself out there more confidently? We've released some recent toolbox episodes all around that first impression, how to start a conversation with someone and how to really connect in a deeper way. So you can check out the toolbox episodes as well at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. So the toolbox and the obviously live uh, events that you are holding for week long, these are things that were, of course, derivative of the podcast and the business of itself. When you made that move across the country to L.A., obviously today there are plenty of different offerings that AOC delivers. But how did you figure out what was the best next thing to do every step of the way as you grew from a podcast to what is now a much, much larger movement than just that? Well, I think the core impact for us was working with people in person. And that's always been the core of the business from day one. And once we started working with these people in person and we realized that the message was resonating and people were taking action, it was improving people's lives. Then we looked into more of multimedia training, online courses. I know that a lot of people starting out, they look the opposite way. They start by writing a book and then they try to do some videos and sell online and then they try to do the in-person. But we actually did it the opposite way and it was fortuitous in, in our case in that we really ramped up our in-person training 10 years ago and that has been the foundational pillar of the company and now we've had all the fun opportunities to pursue ebooks and multimedia courses and of course now go on other shows and promote our message even further so for us that working with people in person and having a personal impact on their lives has always been the most important. We were fortunate in the very beginning to do that through phone coaching. And now we've created a residential program here in Los Angeles where we really get to spend some intimate time with our clients and help them overcome the issues that we struggled with personally ourselves. And when you bring these folks in, uh, from where are they coming? Are they mostly based in the LA area or are they coming from all over the place? 
So that's the fortunate thing about having a podcast, right? People can listen to us in New Zealand, all corners of the globe. I know we even have a listener in Antarctica, which was pretty wild. Uh-huh. So uh, we've had we've had mostly clients from North America, of course, English-speaking countries, but we do also get clients from all over the world. We've had clients from Asia, Singapore, Japan, uh, South Africa. So that's the wonderful thing about hosting a residential program here. I'm actually sitting in the backyard at the house here. Uh, we have an opportunity to allow people from all over the world to come join us in this awesome experience. And it truly is an awesome and now global experience, something, of course, a podcast is able to get you unlocked to the wonders of the world all the way down to Antarctica. That is wild. Uh, And as you alluded to before, I was going to ask sort of what's next uh, on the list for AOC, but it sounds like uh, a YouTube channel is in the works, something that should spread you even further. Talk a little bit about the planning going into that and what you plan to have on the show there. Yeah, so the the fun part about it is the experience here in Los Angeles. Johnny and I spent a lot of time working with clients, answering their questions personally, and we realized that a lot of this content and questions that we were answering here could also impact people outside of just in LA. So we started to film some stuff, and it's been a learning curve, of course, learning how to be in front of the camera and, and talk to the camera and get people excited. But uh, along the way, we also realized that kind of our life, what's going on behind the scenes here is of interest to people. So we're excited to, to set up a vlog too, to kind of show what life was like for me and Johnny here in LA. So we're excited to launch that as well as obviously continue the podcast, the interviews and the toolbox, which have been so impactful for all of our listeners. So it's going to involve, uh, it sounds like some pre-recorded content. Are you planning on running interviews like live streamed on YouTube, just as they would be, uh, and you know, anywhere else you would be able to play them back? Absolutely. That's the plan in uh, the start of next year to start reaching out to some guests and having some more in-person interviews. And Jordan right now also uh, does video some of these podcasts. So we're going to be launching those videos on the channel as well for you to see him interact with the amazing guests that we have in person. Yeah, that's great. You know, I've, I've seen a couple of podcasts that I think are starting to trickle there. I think it's been kind of hard to figure out, like, how do I set all this up and move things to YouTube? But you, you see stuff like Joe Rogan, you see other great podcasts that are able to do that. So that's exciting. Yeah. That, that's really cool. I can't wait to, to see the sort of whole launch of that for you guys at the beginning of next year. Um, sounds like the growth is, is, is nice. And of course, always new opportunities. Uh, I, I have a, I always, I always ask two similar questions towards the towards the close of every of these interviews. I want to be respectful of our half hour here, but um, the first I'll add, the, the first is about advice. The second is about sort of shameless self-plugging. I'm sure you're good at that, as, as am I. Uh, the first one is this. Um, you've just been through this whole story that you've told me of having a very sort of down the middle life path is going to make mom and dad proud, right? University of Michigan was going to call you up and you were going to be the doctor speaking on the stage. But then you had this idea completely transform your life and took you across the country, opened you up to so many opportunities. My guess is that there are so many people out there who are just like where you were on the precipice, aware of an opportunity to go after. And whether it is a dive into something brand new, whether it is taking that first step into not being as socially anxious or to talk to that one person you want to talk to or reach out to that one prospect you want to reach out to and just haven't done it for whatever reason, the perceived risks, uh, the odds they believe to be stacked against them, uh, lack of force of will. What would you say or what was a what is a piece of advice, a central piece of advice from your experience that you would give to a person like that to push them over that edge as safely as possible? So the most important thing that we teach here and, and everyone comes to the art of charm wanting to be charming, wanting to be interesting and, and compelling. And in order to be interesting, you have to be interested. And when we talk about all these high stakes opportunities to connect with someone, whether it's in a boardroom pitching to someone or trying to hit on a girl or try to connect uh, in a networking event. Unfortunately, for most people, we haven't had enough practice socializing. 
And what ends up happening is we, we amp ourselves out of the moment where we get so excited and so nervous that all of a sudden we don't take action. And everything that we teach here at The Art of Charm is about taking action, making things simple. So if we just focus on being interested in other people, we will become interesting. And the easiest way to be interested in other people is to ask them questions, be curious. So when it comes to that networking event, when you see someone you want to talk to, be curious, ask them what brought them here, what, why they chose that shirt, why, how they got into this career. Much like the questions you've been asking me, we're always compelled to share our story as humans. So it just takes a question to really get the other person talking. And the beautiful thing about those questions is now all of a sudden, all of the weight of the world is not on you, right? You pick a question, you ask someone something, and now they're talking about them fav their favorite topic, which is themselves. So for a lot of us, you know, we, when it comes to socializing, we think there's magical words. We think that if we just knew the right moment or we come up with this witty line, we can actually get someone interested. But it's actually much easier than that. It's just taking some simple interest in other people, and you'll find that the conversation comes easy. Well, that's great advice there for anybody looking to dive into something new or maybe sidestep into something somewhat new. That's a good piece of advice here from AJ Harbinger. And I encourage all of you who are watching now on the live call and also listening to this uh, down the road, go check out The Art of Charm. But I'm not going to tell you how. I'm going to leave that to AJ. AJ, if somebody's so interested, man, I'd love to know more about this. I'm sure they probably already know who you are if they listen to podcasts. But let's just say they don't. Where can they find you? Well, I think the best way to, to in, interact with us is going to be the Art of Charm Challenge. So we set up a 30-day social skills challenge with a Facebook support group. So those of you that are interested in overcoming your social anxiety, putting yourself out there, learning some of these skills that I talked about, as well as getting an opportunity to interact with our coaches on weekly live Q&A Facebook Lives, uh, sign up at theartofcharm.com slash challenge. We have 10 simple missions for the month that will get you outside of your comfort zone get you talking to people, having a good time with that. And then if you're interested in the podcast, obviously you can search us on iTunes. It's the Art of Charm. The Toolbox episodes are the ones where we cover these social skills in depth, but obviously we've been able to interview some amazing people as I discussed earlier. So check out the show at theartofcharm.com. All right. AJ Harbinger, thanks so much for being on the show. Guys, this is one of the first podcasts I ever subscribed to. See, I'm, I'm telling you, if not him, you want to listen to me, listen to me. If you want to listen to him, listen to him. But it's a great thing. Thanks so much for coming on. listen to both. <laughs> hey. How about that? Good call. All right. Thanks so much for connecting. Glad we were able to do so. And uh, talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Thank you. All right, folks. So uh, AJ has left the building. But uh, thanks so much for seeing people trickling in and out, folks that, that I know personally, folks that are brand new to the show. So uh, thanks so much for joining this. And this episode will be up on our main podcast in the next couple of weeks. It will come out on a Wednesday. I'm just not sure which Wednesday. In the meantime, I have plenty of other episodes coming out on the daily right now. But from the beginning of this past week through the 25th of December, I'm doing something called the 25 Dares of Christmas, whereby I go through a couple of minutes every day to share some motivational or inspirational story of someone I see out there to prove to you that the dare truly is everywhere. We've worked with some great folks to date in the interviews that we've held, and that's sort of a wish list, if you would, to podcasting Santa Claus to make sure that we can get some of those people I'm talking about daily into our schedule for 2018. In fact, we've already had one person from the 25 Dares of Christmas, Ozzy man reviews if you see him on youtube or aware of that uh, is going to come on the show and talk about his story and how he went from zero to slightly over nine million followers um so uh, other than that hope you guys are having a, a great friday go enjoy the rest of the day enjoy the weekend and uh you're gonna hear from me uh tomorrow as always every day until the christmas time and hopefully after uh keep on daring it's been adam connor here and catch you later peace out
Like what you hear? Stay up to date with Tadare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.